a real person, amen? What you see is what you get. But he's also a great man of God, and he moves and flows in the Holy Ghost. He hears from the Lord, and he's unashamed to speak what God has given him. And uh, I love this man very much. We are the Bash Brothers. Amen. And uh, I'm good to have my brother here with me. Let's all stand. And uh, he'll preach for about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 30 minutes today. So we'll have plenty of time to sit down. That was a joke, Bobby. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, come on up. Let's give Brother Wade a great big hand. Amen. What a great honor to have him here. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise. Can we do that this morning? Praise God. Hallelujah. And uh, it truly has been an honor to be here. And I, um, I, I love new things. And uh, God's doing a new thing in this region and in this city. Praise the Lord. Well, that was your cue to say amen. Praise God. Now, I'm I just excited about what God's going to do here today. I hope you're I hope you came just for more than just to punch your time clock and get your little religious fix in. Because the Holy Ghost has something he'd like to say. And I'm going to tell you something. And and you need to get a hold of it now so that you don't have to worry about it trying to get it later God did not design preaching for your entertainment God designed it your God designed preaching for your divine response so when you hear the word of God you ought to respond we're going to try it all together if you have two hands put them together for the Lord and give the Lord all the praise you can praise God praise God and uh, give honor to your pastor. I love him, and I thank the Lord for him. And every time you see your pastor, you ought to be excited. There were some people that when Je- they saw Jesus, they ran the other way, and they didn't get a miracle. <laughs> when you see your man of God, you ought to say, man, that's a man of God that's got a word for me. Jesus couldn't do many miracles in Nazareth, and the reason why is because all they saw him as was a man that could make a coffee table. They said, "Is that that must that's Jesus? He can't heal me. That's the one that built my coffee table. He's just a carpenter." And they dishonored him, and the Bible said he could only heal a few sick. But he went right down the road, and the Bible said they opened their coast to him, and he healed them all. You do yourself a world of favor if when you think about the man of God, you think about somebody that's got a word that can deliver me. Praise the Lord. Well, Matthew chapter number 6, I feel that I have a word from the Lord. Matthew chapter 6, all of you that are visitors, I thank the Lord for you. And uh, I am convinced the Lord has something for you before you leave this house. Praise God. Matthew chapter number 6 and verse number 19. A great crowd in the house of the Lord. Matthew chapter 6. We love Sister Holly Herring. Don't we love our, the pastor's wife? Praise the Lord. It's a woman of God. Loves God. Prays. It's dedicated to the things of God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, we're going to plow through it. That's all right. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, 
and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And Acts chapter number 5, verse number 1. Praise God. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And the first part of verse 2, and kept back part of the price and the church said amen Jesus I thank you for the power that comes from preaching I thank you for what you're going to do here in this service today I thank you that your word is already settled in heaven heaven and earth will pass away but your word will not I thank you for that now I pray for revelation and understanding to come upon the minds of this people I pray that there would be a release of the gift of faith and there would be a release of response upon my behalf today. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for what you're going to do here today. I bind every hindering spirit. I take authority over it now, whether it be human or otherwise. And I release and ask a release of the angels of the Lord in this house right now. In the name of Jesus, would you give the Lord all the praise you can one more time. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. You can help me seated if you're going to help me preach. If not, stay standing so we know where you are. Praise the Lord. I want to make it abundantly clear today, and I want you to get a hold of this, and I will make a bold statement in this pulpit this morning. I want to make that bold statement and tell you that I love the church. This entity called the church is the greatest thing on God's earth. Nothing could be more precious in the eyes of God than his church. And you might as well get it settled in your spirit right now, Christ's life, that God's church is more important than my agenda. God's church is more important than my job. God's church is more important than my career path. God's church is more important than my preferences. In fact, God's church is more important than my political stance. I want you to hear me right now. It was God that said to Pharaoh, before I let you keep my church in bondage, I'll break 10 plagues off on you because that's my church. And ladies and gentlemen, you might as well get it settled in your spirit today. A Red Sea couldn't hinder God's church. A wilderness couldn't stop God's church. A desert couldn't stop God's church. And God said, I don't care how dry your wilderness is. I want you to go down there and tell them, Moses, I'm still the voice in their loneliness. I want you to go down there and tell them Egypt is going to let them go. I want you to tell them I don't care what kind of fear they're dealing with and I don't care what kind of phobia they got going on. That's my church and they're going to let my church go. Somebody ought to get on your feet and give God some praise about that right there. That's exactly right. You go down there and tell Egypt that I love my church. And before you stand in the way of what I got planned for my church, I'll send some frogs. I'll send some flies. I'll let some boils loose. I'll get some locusts working because that's my church. And I come to tell Christ Life Church, some of you ought to be praising God right now. And the reason why you ought to be praising God because of the links that God's gone to deliver you, uh, the length that God has gone to bless you. Uh, how in the world can we sit in this house today uh, knowing everything that God's done for me and I still can't praise him? The devil is a liar and so is his mother-in-law. I come to tell y'all in this house, uh, after I think about what God's done for me, I am going to praise him. I am going to worship him. Somebody ought to praise him. You wouldn't have the car you got if it wasn't for God. You wouldn't have the job you have. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. Moses, I want you to go down there and tell them, I know they're not perfect, but I still know how to cover them with a cloud when things get too hot. I still know how to keep them with the fires of my spirit. I know how, Moses, no, they're not perfect, but I still know how to give them manna in a wilderness. I still know how to quench their thirst with water out of a rock. I still know how to keep their shoes from wearing out. I'll cause the sun to stand still until the battle is won because that's my church and you might as well get it in your spirit right now at the beginning of this church at the very infancy of this church God's going to do miracles for this church that your mind can't even conceive that's exactly right I stand in this pulpit today. I stand in this pulpit today prepared to praise God because I understand that God's worked many miracles to get me out of the mess that I've been in. This is God's church. This is God's church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is God's church. You stand in this house today and you're a part of God's church. And I want you to know that God's church is made up of college students and high school dropouts. This church is made up of factory workers and housewives. We're made up of store owners and clock punchers. Oh yes, we're made up of all ages and all sizes. I'm the school Sunday school kid. Kid, uh, whose, chill, whose parents are still asleep. Uh, this church has lived on welfare and student soup lines. Uh, they've got people in this church that are addicted, have been addicted to drugs, uh, have been dope pushers. Uh, they belong to gangs. Uh, they've been street walkers. Uh, they've been alcoholics. Uh, they've been liars. Uh, they've been thieves. Uh, but now I'm washed. Uh, now I'm sanctified. Now I'm justified. Is anybody glad to be a part of the church? church. Oh, yes. Back up, devil, I'm coming. I want you to know I've lived in the guttermost, but been raised to the uttermost. I've been been lifted from the deep miry clay. My feet's been set on a rock to stay. He established my goings. Angels attend me daily. I'm guided by divine direction. Heaven protects my every move. I'm an army. I've never lost a battle, and I'm destined to win. And you need to get in your spirit right now that God has ordained you to win. God's ordained you to win. And I have been prodded by the Holy Ghost. Many of you in this room don't think you're going to win because you're being haunted by a yesterday. You're being haunted by a past. But God sent me here to tell you that your past is not going to keep you from your tomorrows. I come to tell this church it don't matter where you came from it don't matter what you did or who you did it with I came to prophesy to this church and to prophesy to you that your past ain't going to keep you from your tomorrows who in the world the enemy's been haunting you of your past you've been haunted by your yesterdays well I got news for you God's getting ready to write a new chapter in your world and God sent me here to tell you your past is not going to hinder you another day your yesterdays are not going to keep you from what God's destined in your life somebody ought to praise him right now I'd do what I've been doing to you too. Well, praise the Lord. If I was the devil, I'd be doing what I've been doing to you too. Because if I can get you wrapped up in a yesterday, if I can get you wrapped up in your past, then I could keep you from your tomorrows. I'd use your past to hurt you too. I'd use your yesterdays to hinder you too if I could. The reason why the devil does that is because he knows where your tomorrows are. 
He said, if I can get you wrapped up in your yesterdays, if I can get you wrapped up, my brother, my dear sir, listen to me. I feel the Holy Ghost pushing me in here. Ah, yes. Please hear me this at this morning. I want you to know the Bible tells us in the book of Mark chapter 5, the Bible tells us about a man that was bound with chains. And the Bible tells us that he was bound with chains. Nobody could bind him with chains. Every time they put a chain on him, he broke the chain. But the problem with that man was it wasn't that he couldn't break chains. But the Bible said he could never get out of his graveyard. Ah, you hear what I'm trying to tell you? This church's problem is not its ability to break chains. Some of you can break chains anytime you get ready. But God sent me here to tell you it's time to come out of your graveyard once and for all. It's time to come out of there. Ah, you hear what I'm trying to tell this church? I come to tell you don't let your past keep you from praising him. Don't let your pain keep you from worshiping him because you might be breaking chains but you kind of come out of that graveyard. You got to come out of that graveyard. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Yeah. Pull on your neighbor, kick him, wake him up, and tell him, listen, you got to come out of that graveyard. You got to come out of that graveyard. You're staying there too long. You got to come out of there. Got to come out of there. You got to come out of there. You got to come out of your yesterdays. You got to come out of that Moab. Listen to me. God said, I know I'm up my message, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. Uh, God said, Brother Coulter, God said, I want you to let it be known that I despise Moab. Why do you despise Moab? Because Moab was a representation. It was not the boy that God hated. It was what that boy represented. That boy Moab was birthed out of a situation that came from a woman who the Bible don't even give us her name. But the Bible said her name was Lot's wife. And the Bible said that she looked back. And because she looked backwards, we had a Moab to deal with. Oh, you hear what I'm trying to tell you? God said, I don't hate him because he's a boy. I don't hate him because of he's a human. I hate him because of what he represents. He represents looking backwards. And I came to tell Christ's life. God came to tell this church, I didn't call you to look backwards. I called you to look ahead. I called you to look forward. God said, Moab shall not be your inheritance. Moab shall not be your inheritance. Your yesterdays are not your inheritance. Your tomorrows are ahead of you. If you believe that, I want you to give God some praise in this house. Did you hear what I just said? God said, Moses, you put the record down. Moab shall not be your inheritance. I don't care how good it looks. I don't care how lush it is. Yesterday will not be your inheritance. That's why some of you sit here. You can't really worship God. Because every time you get ready to make a break, you think about yesterday. Yeah. I would be on fire for God, Brother Wade. But I can't. Because I'm thinking about a yesterday. Y'all ain't hear what I'm trying to tell some of you. I'm trying to tell some of you, your key is not your ability to break chains. Your key to what God has for you is not to break chains. 
the key for you is once and for all leaving that graveyard of your yesterday. That's your key. That's what God wants you to get a hold of. I'm convinced that some of you sitting here could be the most powerful uh, things on God's green earth. You could be some of the most powerful people on God's green earth. But the thing that's bothering you here today is not the change that you've broken. The thing that's hindering you today is you won't come out of that graveyard. Yeah, I know what I'm holding. I know I'm not on my message, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I do know, ma'am. What I do know is I was standing at my kitchen sink not too long ago, and the Spirit of God spoke to me, and he asked me a question. Why is there no marker on Moses' grave? Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Why is there no marker on Moses' grave? Now, my dear sister, you're smart and educated and all that. And uh, you got all that education and I don't have it. I'm not smart enough to come up with that answer. But it was the Holy Ghost that spoke to me. I said, well, I don't know why. I don't know why there's no marker on Moses' grave. And God asked me the question, where did I bury Moses? And the Bible tells us that God buried Moses in Moab. And God said, the reason why there's no marker on Moses' grave. Now, God said this to me. I didn't get this out of anybody's book. God said to me, the reason why there's no marker on Moses' grave, because I didn't want my people camping out in a yesterday. I didn't want them camping out in Moab. Y'all hear me? I want some of you to know going back to Moab is going to cause you the death of your family. I want you to know going back to Moab is going to cause you the death of your future. I wish somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost. Going back to Moab is not going to take you any further. It's going to cause you to die. Somebody ought to throw their hands up and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we ask? Why don't we ask Sister Naomi what she thinks about Moab? Why don't we ask Sister Naomi what she thinks about it? I'll tell you what she'd tell you. She'd tell you don't go back to Moab. Don't leave Bethlehem. Don't leave the house of bread for a yesterday. Use the ask. Sister Naomi, because Naomi, Naomi, Naomi and her husband said, I think we better go back to Moab. Ain't nothing much happening here. We might as well go on back to Moab. And the Bible said they got there. And when they got there, her husband died. And then she lost her two sons. And the Bible said she lost it all. Oh, she lost everything because she went back to a yesterday when she was standing in the house of bread. Can you hear the plight? Can you hear the plight of God? Can you hear the plight and the worry and the woe of Moses? When Israel stands in the face of Moses and they said, I would to God that we could go back. I would to God we could go back. Back to what? Back to more hell? Back to more chaos? Back to more confusion? Is that what you want to go back to? I would to God we could go back. I would to God we could go back. And my brothers and sisters, I'll tell you today, that man's problem in Mark chapter 5, it was not chains, Ryland. He had no problem with chains. I don't know when it happened, son. I don't know when it happened. I can't articulate to you. The Bible doesn't tell us. But what made this man leave the comforts of his house and leave the comforts of the blessing to go visit 
was it? I don't like graveyards. I gotta be honest. I drive past them and they creep me out. I, 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 I mean, I don't watch uh, uh, a lot of stuff anyway. But I could not. I, there's something about. I guess they call them horror movies or. I couldn't get up into that. I, cause I don't like dead stuff. I don't like dead stuff. That's why I don't understand people's infatuation with this idiot show on TV called The Walking Dead. I don't understand the infatuation with it. It's stupid. Walking Dead. We got people setting up, getting their DVR set for the ignorant Walking Dead. You think I'm just joking, but I'm going to tell you something. There ain't no person that's connected to the kingdom of God ought to be watching that junk. Because the Bible said, Jesus said, why seek you the living among the dead? Why are you still scavenging stuff? Why are you still scavenging yesterday's victories and scavenging on yesterday's failures when God has a tomorrow for you? Why would you let and hang out in a dead place when life is awaiting on you? And so... I'm sorry if I got on your pet TV show. I didn't mean to do that. But I'm going to tell you something. This man, I don't know when it happened, sir. I couldn't tell you when. I don't have the articulate knowledge. But what I do know is, is that the Bible said he ended up in that graveyard. And I got to wonder how. Got to wonder how. Maybe he just started visiting. And then it went from visiting to taking, taking his lunch breaks at the graveyard. You know, getting on Facebook and visiting the graveyard. I better not. Yeah. Visiting what I used to be. <laughs> yeah, still got my hand in a yesterday. I know God's trying to pull me into a tomorrow, but I still got my mind on yesterday. Well, hallelujah. And I don't know when he started taking his lunch breaks and then he started visiting on weekends. And then he foregoes family vacations and he tells his family, you go on, I'm going to the dead. I'm going to visit dead things. You want to be very careful what dead things you revisit. You want to be very careful the dead stuff you hang out. Because I'm going to tell you, the fine print is, is there spirits attached to that dead stuff? And he visited the wrong dead thing and got possessed with a legion of devils. And a legion, ma'am, is at the very least 2,000 devils. Could be as many as 6,000. You got to be careful what you visit. Because you might be opening up Pandora's box and opening up something in your family you ain't going to be able to control. I don't know how long. Am I in the Holy Ghost yet? Am I just preaching to me? I think I'm preaching to some folks in here. It's amazing to me, brother, hearing the stuff that people will visit. It's amazing to me what we'll get involved in. I know, I know. That's not me. I know. But we keep visiting this stuff. And we can't. We come to the house of God and we have a good crowd. We have good stuff going on. 
we can't really praise God like we need to because we're hung out, we've hung out in a graveyard. And the Bible said he cried out night and day. That meant his yesterdays tormented him every day. They were scared of him because when you get hung up in a yesterday for too long, you'll start acting weird. You start doing stuff that you normally wouldn't do. I know what I'm talking about. And the Bible said they, they couldn't, they, I, he was a lunatic. He couldn't be reasoned with. But that, that man, the Bible said, he began to cut himself with stones. It was so bad that he began to take, because back in those days, they, the tombstones were not nice and polished like they are today. Uh, they, they were made out of, you know, rubble and makeshift rocks. And some of those rocks would chip off and he would start cutting himself with those rocks. It wasn't just enough that he was living in a yesterday. He was torturing himself with a yesterday. Oh, yeah. Got to be very careful. Got to be very careful. The devil said, I don't care how many chains this church breaks. I could care less how much is broken just as long as I keep you tormented in a yesterday. I want us to lift our hands if you have two hands and worship the Lord in this house. Praise God. Praise God. Now, some of you need to open your mouth and cry out to God. Some of you are just lifting your hands and just going through the motions, but I want you to push beyond. Yeah. Yeah. If I could get you tormented in a yesterday. Come on, somebody. That's what the enemy wants. He, he wants you to get tormented. He wants you to be tormented with yesterday's chunk. Yeah, that's what he wants. He wants you to get so tormented in your mind that you can't believe God for anything. He wants you to get so tormented that you can't believe God to get you out of anything. He said, if I can get you tormented in the yesterday, I can get you coming to church and just going through the motions. That's right. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to push on. We're getting ready to push on. Y'all think this is just another Bible story, and I got news for you. God sent me here. I didn't intend to change this message in the middle of it. I don't normally do that, ma'am. But God has somewhat to say to some of you. God has somewhat to tell some of you. Some of you could be some of the most powerful entities in God's green earth. But you've got to learn right now that a yesterday is not going to keep me tormented the rest of my life. You've got to make up your mind right now. I don't know who I came to preach to. Maybe I just came to preach to me, Sister Holly. But I came to preach to somebody that God has great plans for you. But you've got to come out of that graveyard. Come out, come out. Somebody pull on your neighbor and tell them, come out of there. Come out of that graveyard. Come on, get up out of your lethargy and say, come on, get out of that graveyard while you still can. Get out of that yesterday while you still can. Some of you didn't do it. I said, pull on your neighbor next to you and tell them, get out of that graveyard. Get out of there. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out of that graveyard. Get out of that graveyard. I tell you by the authority of the Holy Ghost, come out of there. Don't stay in there another day. I come to tell you by the culture, don't stay in there. There's nothing in the graveyard. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. Nothing in there but torment. Nothing in the graveyard but more torment. Nothing in the graveyard but more confusion. Come out of there. I tell you by the Holy Ghost, come out of there. Don't stay in there. God's trying to take you to a tomorrow. Don't stay. 
Stand to your feet if you have two feet and get on your feet and begin to worship the Lord. Hold on now. Hold on, my sister. We're going to another level in this church. Because I'm going to tell you, that devil had that man tormented night and day. He had him tormented. I go to bed tormented and I get up tormented. I go, I, I go to bed cutting myself with yesterday's. But that devil made a mistake. If he would have known what he was doing, ma'am, he would have let that man cut his juggler vein. If he would have known what he was doing, he would have let that man cut himself in an artery. And he would have bled out right there on the spot. But that man made a mistake. Because before he could do that, the Bible said there was a man named Jesus that got on the shoreline and it sent shockwaves through that island he was on. And let me tell you what happened, Brother Coulter. The Bible didn't say, the Bible didn't say he saw Jesus up close and personal. The Bible said when he saw him afar off, that's where that devil made a mistake. He let that man see his tomorrows again. Y'all ain't hear what I'm trying to tell you. I want you to know if that devil would have known what he was doing, he would have killed you while you was in your yesterday. But he made a mistake because he let you come in this church and he let you come face to face with your tomorrows again. He let you come face to face with your future again. Don't you know Christ's life, church? You're standing in your future right now. You're standing in your future. You're standing in tomorrow. How do you know that, Brother Wade? Because my Bible tells me if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And when that man saw Jesus afar off, when he saw him afar off, that devil couldn't hold him anymore. That graveyard couldn't hold him anymore. That's what some of you need to get your eyes off your issue. You need to get your eyes off your yesterday. And you need to see Jesus. He's coming towards you. You need to see Jesus. He's coming towards you. Somebody ought to pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I'm begging some of you. I've preached to you with everything I got. I'm begging some of you. I'm begging some of you. Get your eyes off the graveyard. My brother... Don't you know what graveyards are? Graveyards are nothing more than celebrations of what used to be. That's what a graveyard is. That's all graveyards are. They celebrate what I used to be. They celebrate what I used to have. But I want you to know what God's brought you out of. What God's brought you out of. What God's worked in your life to bring you out of. I want you to know there's nothing in your yesterdays that compares to what's in your tomorrow. That compares to what's in your tomorrow. Because what's in your tomorrow is a brand new sunrise. What's in your tomorrow is territory that you've never seen. Does somebody feel what I'm talking about right now? Is anybody getting a hold of what I'm saying? Is anybody getting a hold of what I'm saying? Is anybody getting a hold of what I'm saying? You know what, Rylan? The Bible said when that man saw Jesus afar off, when he saw his future again, it didn't matter. I, I, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was eating a Pop-Tart. Maybe he was, uh, y'all think I'm funny. Maybe he was eating a bowl of cereal. I don't know what happened. All I know is the Bible said when he saw his tomorrows again, he abandoned everything he was doing and he ran. He ran. And that's what some of you are going to have to do. You're not going to be able to walk out of your graveyard. God's given some of you an opportunity to run out of it, to run out of it. 
preach to you all I know. Now God wants a response out of you. I've preached to you. I've preached to you for 45 minutes. I've preached to you for 45 minutes. Now it's up to you to run out of there. Now it's up to you to run out. I got to wonder what some of you are waiting on. I got to wonder what some of you are waiting on. Are you waiting for a special invitation? Ah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let nothing keep me from my future. I wouldn't let nothing keep me from a future anointing. I wouldn't let nothing keep me from what I'm going to. If I needed something from God, I'd get out of my seat and I'd come up here right now. I wouldn't worry about who looked at me. I wouldn't worry about what time we're going to go to the restaurant. If I needed something from God, I'd get out of my seat right now. Well, I'm just a little embarrassed. Well, you can just get past the embarrassment. If you can just get past your pride. If you can just get past that. Come on. Come on. That's it, sir. That's it. Somebody's got to run out of that graveyard today. upon them that whatever hindrance may be going on I curse it I loose them of it right now come on run out of it run out of that graveyard run out of that yesterday what are you waiting on Jesus is in front of you. Come on. This ain't the time to be passive. This ain't the time to be mediocre. You gotta run out of there. You gotta run out of there. severity of this except the one that the pastor is praying for I want y'all to look right here I want you to get the severity of this sis because I don't think people are getting it I don't think they're really tapping into it yet you don't understand sir if Jesus doesn't show up that man dies in his yesterday Jesus I'm not getting out God sent me here with a word to this church today and God's trying to bring some of you out God's trying to bring some of you out but this is the way you're coming out some of you, some of you might come out that way, but there's some of you that gotta run your way out you gotta run your way out of there who's running out I'm not asking you to run around this building I'm telling some of you, you gotta get a spirit about you that says I'm running out, I'm running out of that past, I'm running out of my 
my graveyard. Come on. You got to run out of that mediocrity. You got to run out of that rebellion. You got to run out of it. Run, run, run. Got to run out of it, Ryland. You got to run out of it. You can't, you can't pat a cake. You got to run out of it. Y'all have no idea what God would do for you if you'd run out of it. Y'all have no idea what God would do for you if you'd run out of it. that can't smile you know why it's not because they don't love God it's because they're stuck in a graveyard and they can't come out you know why you meet apostolics that are so miserable in this region it's not because they can't talk in tongues it ain't because they ain't got a nice building Because they're stuck in a graveyard and they've never learned to get out. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. This region, this region has, there's, there's apostolic people in this region. There ain't never been a problem with them breaking chains. Their problem has been coming out of the graveyard. we come to church and we nurse the past we baby and bottle feed the past you know what I'm talking about we burp and bottle feed the past when's the last time when's the last time you fed your future When's the last time you ran towards your future? I can't get, I'm trying to get up out of here. I'm trying to get out of that. And I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Corbin. The last thing you need to do is babysit a yesterday that has no life. Instead, we got churches full of people that wheel in strollers filled with dead babies what's that smell what's that smell oh excuse me I'm sorry I brought my yesterday in here anytime Jesus came in contact with something dead one or two things happened. He either said, bury it, or he resurrected it. One or two things happened. A man came to him and said, I'd like to follow you, but let me take care of the dead first. 
Bible. I didn't make that up. He said, let me take care of the dead first. And Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. But when he came in contact, anything he came in contact that was dead, one or two things, he said, bury it or he resurrected it. In this case, Jesus is saying, get out of it. Or it will become a part of your identity. This region, this region has been held up from apostolic revival. Not because God didn't want to give it. But because we've been too busy babysitting dead junk. I know. I know what I'm talking about, man. I may have been born at night, but not last night. I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. I know what I'm talking about. This region is full of people that all they can do is harp on the dead. And Jesus said their problem is they broke the chains, but they're still in the graveyard. They broke the chains. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost Christ Life Church, I, they, may, they may never ask me to come back, but I'm going to tell you something. If they never ask me to come back, Sister Holly, these people need to get a hold of one thing. Come out of that graveyard and don't go back. Run out of it. Run out of it. Run out of it. One more time, I want you to worship the Lord with everything you can. I want to turn it to you, Pastor. I preach to you all. I preach to you what the Holy Ghost gave me. I preach to you what the Holy Ghost gave me, Brother Corbin. I believe in flowing in the Holy Ghost. carry your dead stuff in this church Christ life because anything associated with Christ has life I'll tell you something trying to get out of here y'all says do you know Pastor Paul book of Romans chapter 8 he said we quote it he said I'm persuaded that neither life nor death principalities hunger nakedness sword yada 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 he said then he said neither things present nor things to come can separate me from the love of God But you notice, Brother Coulter, he didn't say, my yesterdays. Because he knew that if I let it, my yesterdays can keep me from what God intended. anything that's associated with Christ has life God did not allow this church to be planted here just to be another church I'm going to say it one more time God did not allow this church to be planted here just to be one of the others
Some folks don't believe that right now. Some folks don't believe that right now. But you're a part of something groundbreaking. And the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to see, you're going to see some radical stuff happen. prophesied to you by the Holy Ghost the next 12 to 18 months some of you God's going to get a hold of you <laughs> oh yes he is he's going to get a hold of some of y'all's life and some of y'all going to feel wrung out like a dish rag oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah he ain't going to leave you the way you are. I promise you that. God's going to turn stuff up so upside down and right side out. You're going to be like, my God, I don't know heads from tails. Brother Coulter, when God gets done, he's going to have something he can use. Because sometimes God's got to ring, ring our, our thinking out. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah. I, I know everybody can't understand what I'm getting ready to say, but you're not going to, you're not going to possess the gates of your enemy by just having good church. Hallelujah. You ain't going to possess the gates of your enemy by having good church. You got to dispossess and uproot the enemy out. And that don't come by just coming to church and having cake in every Sunday. I, I know, I know this is a little heavy. I, I, and I'm not being rude, ma'am. I could come off a little forceful. I don't mean it that way. Some of you got spirits that are after your marriage and after your homes and you think it's going to go away just because you talked in tongues today. Uh, no, it's not. what you got to do you got to go to that door and you got to tell them spirits and you got to take that door and say this door is no longer open and you have to slam the door in the face of that enemy because I'm going to tell you something I'm going to tell you something the Bible said that there were seven tribes that God told Moses you're going to have to drive out if you're going to have revival tell you that first tribe my brother that first tribe the name of that first tribe is the Hittites it don't mean nothing to any of you unless you know the meaning of the name Hittites the name Hittite means terror by confusion and God said the first spirit you've got to get out of your house is the spirit of confusion Because God would like to ask some of you a question. Why are you terrorized by something he did not authorize? Because God's not the author of confusion. Well, praise the Lord. I just hit a wall. <laughs> you have to go to that door. And you have to slam that door in that devil's face. You have to tell that devil, you ain't welcome up in here no more. Kick that sucker out on the curb and say, you're not welcome here. You ain't dropping your nasty spirits off at this house. You ain't.
causing confusion in my marriage. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, one more time, lift your hands and worship the Lord. Jesus' name. Come on. Make up your mind right now. I ain't letting nothing keep. I'm not letting nothing keep me from my tomorrows. dismiss everybody kind of got worn out on brother Wade but before we dismiss we need to do something and uh, I want our families to come together I don't if your wife is not here we need to go get her I want our families husband and wives because there is there is there is too much at stake. There's too much at stake. Holly, come up here, babe. There's too much at stake. Amen. Brother Wade, Brother Wade, go to the back. The Lord was speaking to me. Amen. I want you to pray over our families here in a minute. Brother Corbin went to get Sister Summer. Amen. If you get your families, it'd be beautiful if you could have your families gather around you. Amen. If your mom and dad are not here and Brother Herring picked you up or your grandparent wants y'all to come up here with me. Jaden, Jada, move uh Moon Pie. Amen. KJ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Our family's growing, ain't it, Morgan? Amen. Amen. I love these kids. I love them. Come on. Amen. Come on, Gavin. Here, buddy. Aiden, come up here. We're gonna pray for Aiden. Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Wade, the enemy, if he can, if he can attack our I'm sorry, I sometimes still gotta be a dad. The enemy can attack our future. He's going to try to keep us in our past. And see, we can't, Brother, Brother Corbin, sister, um, I need y'all to come up here to the front, please, because we're going to pray for you too, specifically. Amen. Sister Kara, can you get Sister Addie? Because I feel like Brother Corbin and Sister Summer need this. Amen. Uh. The enemy would like to attack us in such a way and divide our home. And if he can divide our home, he can keep us in the past. And then not only that, he can keep our children stuck in that same past. And so that cycle is vicious. So husband and wives, I want you to take hands. Amen. Brother Wade, I want you to pray over our families that God would, would move us as a family out together. Would you do that? Lord Jesus, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of your name, Jesus, I pray for every family represented here right now. God, I pray that as a family, First of all, there would be a flow of divine unity that would flow through every family in this building. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that every that every husband and wife and child would be unified for the glory of God that they would be unified to move together and to move forward together in the name of Jesus I pray for this church as a family because this church is a family that we would all move forward together I pray that we would move forward together spiritually. I pray that we would move forward together emotionally. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray right now there would be a moving forward. There would be a moving forward in every part. I pray for every husband in this house, this house that they would lead their homes forward. I pray that they would lead their homes in prayer. They would lead their homes forward in prayer and consecration. Every wife, every husband, every child would be unified together in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Let's lift our hands right now and begin to thank God for our future. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank God for our tomorrows. Hallelujah, God. I thank you for what you have for us, oh God. I thank you for our tomorrows, God, and the blessings you have in store for us. Come on, let's put our hands together and thank Him for it today. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Be here Wednesday night. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. This Saturday is...